Hello, and welcome to Boss Talks, a weekly podcast where we chat with the bosses of the multifamily industry. Who are these bosses? They might be a manager of many, a leader with no title, or just passionate about what they do. Join our host, Evan Happel, Director of Marketing at Community Boss, as he talks with this week's guest. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Boss Talks. This is a great day for Boss Talks out here in the Pacific Northwest. It's doing what it does. It is cloudy, a little rainy, but you know what? I've lived here all my life. I know nothing else. So for all my my listeners that have joined from Florida and it's, you know, what's 80 degrees and beautiful, I don't know any different. I'm sure that's wonderful. And when I visit, it is. But today uh, I'm over here in Washington and my, so is my guest. So she is actually joining me from Spokane, Washington the other side of the mountains. And she tells me it's getting early winter, snowing, the things are changing. That seems a little premature though. This should be fall. Things should be falling off the trees, no snow. And I think she agrees. But our guest today is Amanda Gunn. She's again from Spokane, Washington. She is a very active member of our local association that goes on both sides of the mountain the Washington Multifamily Housing Association, or WUMFA. She's a recent winner of an Emerald Award with them. And last year, too, was the Volunteer of the Year. And this year, she was a winner as well, which is fantastic. Uh, Portfolio Manager of the Year, if I remember correctly, which is a great thing to celebrate. And she currently works for Rockwood Property Management over in Spokane area and is a regional with them. And she's been with them for quite a while, but she's doing great things, obviously volunteering, really jumping all in with the association. And today, really going to dive into really that and also her love for budgets. Don't you love a budget? No, she really has some great tips and tricks and how to bring perspective on how to approach a budget, because I think all of us get freaked out sometimes when it comes to that word and that season, because we know it's budget season. And we're probably at the end of budget season for most people, but it is is an area that most people don't really want to talk about, but it always happens. <laughs> and then just continued education and working on our development and who we are professionally and how we can advance ourselves in this great industry of multifamily. So we are going to get right to it, but I am your host, Evan Happel. I am with Community Boss. And we have a great solution for managing your physical spaces, whether that's your parking, your amenities, or mapping. We've got a great interactive map that brings it all together. It's a great tool to make using your community for the resident a better experience, making it more fair and just less chaotic, we'll call it. But it also is a great opportunity to bring some revenue to your community as well. So if you have any questions, by all means, come my way and I'd love to answer them. But today we're talking to Amanda, so let's bring her to the show. All right, Amanda, thanks for being here. Like you said, pre-call here, it's getting a little blistery, a little premature for not even November. Right? What is going on? Yeah, if you could see more than just the trees behind me, you would see the little white flecks that are starting to come down. Oh, no. And it's only going to continue from here. Oh, no. Hopefully it turns out that's just getting its early snow out of its system. And then it'll be like a couple months and then it'll be 80 in January. Right. 
Totally. We are in the midst of a very weird time with what El Nino and stuff and California is getting bombarded. So maybe we'll just, maybe it'll get it out of its system early, but thanks for being here today. Thanks for representing the East side of Washington. Absolutely. I think you're my first guest from over there. So I'm really excited about that. Like I said, you are with Rockwood property management, which is really a local to Spokane company, but is growing and you've been a part of it for quite a while. So can you speak on that just a little bit? Yeah. So we actually, our parent company is a developer and they've been in business for over 40 years. They actually just celebrated 40 years and they built a multifamily community and decided that they needed somebody to manage their assets. So that's when Rockwood Property Management was formed, which was over 20 years ago. And so since then, we have just continued to grow. And as everybody knows, on a national level, as well as a local level, there is no end in sight of how that growth is going to continue. So I've been with the company for 14 years, just under 14 years. I started from the very beginning. So I was helping with package pickup and helping residents at night um, and then started leasing back when we had the paper guest cards and we would fill those out. We put them in a box and then come back to them the next day. So de- times have definitely changed over the last 14 years. Yeah, no, that's great. It's great how we just like land in this industry, right? Like most people and usually we don't leave, right? We'll try to leave and then we come back. So. And we always come back. <laughs> That's great. Thanks for speaking on that a little bit. I wanted to just ask a few questions to get it going, and then we'll get to your topics at hand. So my first question that I always ask is, when it comes to building community, uh, how do you go about that when it comes to your personal and professional life? So I'm fortunate to work for a company who is involved in more than just multifamily communities. We're very involved in the surrounding community and having a partnership with a developer who does things and is a philanthropist at heart, who has done things like work with the local Farmers Market Association to get farmers markets up and running and work with the area businesses to bring into the area that are going to benefit the community as a whole. So that really has brought our communities together. And anybody who knows Rockwood Property Management or the Spokane region is familiar with our, our one of our developments, which is called Kendall Yards. And that has multifamily communities. It has businesses, so restaurants, retail, a grocery store. It has single family houses for sale. It has cottages. So that is a true master plan community that brings everybody together. So you have on the multifamily side, different products from studios to luxury three bedrooms. So any anywhere from rent at $900 a month up to $3,500, $4,000 a month. So a wide spectrum, but it brings together everybody. So every different demographic, every different socioeconomic status, it truly does create a sense of, of community and a sense of togetherness so that everybody is blended in one whole community. We, on the multifamily side, we encourage the same thing, creating those resident events where residents can get to know each other, they can interact, they can engage, they mingle with the staff, really does give it a true sense of community. Nice. That's awesome. 
Yeah, I didn't. I guess I didn't know you guys had a big community like that. Is that the only one you have? Is no, is we actually. So that when we created that back in 2014 is when it started, and it has been so successful. That's kind of the that we're trying to create with our new developments is creating more of those master plan communities where you have the walkability, you have everything at your fingertips. So I don't have to drive in snow. I can okay. walk to the grocery store. I can walk sure. down the street and get donuts or wine or whatever, because it's right there within my community. That's good. Thanks for answering. So my next question is when it comes to hospitality, tying in with community on a personal note though, what would you make someone if you're having them over for dinner? I would have to call a friend. So my husband is our cook in the family and how he won me over is it's called, we call it the dish. It's Grecian scallops. And it's got like a red sauce with it, but it's got like cheese and stuff, but it doesn't taste too heavy. So it's got a lot of seafood and it's got vegetables. That is my go-to when I am having friends over, but he does all the work for me. So perfect. <laughs> you didn't say that I had to cook myself. <laughs> no, I didn't. And honestly, this is a trend on this program that somebody else does it for you, whether that's a restaurant or a spouse or whatever. Yeah, there's a lot of that. So it's okay. It's totally fine. We're, this is a new time. It's not only one of the sexes doing all the cooking anymore. We, we No, like he does it. every meal for us. Okay. Yeah. Hey, that's yeah, fantastic. Pretty right? lucky. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> that's great. All right. Thanks for answering. And then third question, what is your go-to caffeinated beverage of choice? Chai tea latte. But okay. what's interesting about it is there, I haven't found a chai tea latte in Washington yet that is my favorite. Mm. So I'm always looking for new chai tea lattes to try to see if they meet my expectations. Because so far, I have to go into Idaho if I want a good chai tea latte. So interesting. I challenge anyone out there to give me the perfect place. Huh. So there's no good coffee shops right there, huh? No. And I, yeah, I love... I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is that's different about the Idaho chai tea latte than Washington. Yeah. Maybe I just need to try more. <laughs> that's funny. Hopefully you find it. How long? You just recently moved across the border? I moved to, to Washington in April. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So I've only been to like six different coffee stands and I haven't really ventured out to see if there's the perfect place. Yeah. I'm nervous about finding the perfect place because then it becomes a daily habit. Thanks for answering. All right, so let's just get right into it. One of the things that you mentioned was just involvement with WUMFA. And I know for the East Side that it has been a like slow building of involvement. But you yourself have been all in from the beginning, I feel. Yeah, so when WUMFA first approached Eastern, Eastern Washington, I got involved and it was very slow. I remember making phone calls to different properties and explaining who WUMFA was and not really having a lot of understanding of the association and what the intent is behind it. It died off for a little bit and then we came back and we reapproached it. And before we had reapproached it, it just felt like everybody was in their own little bubble and you truly felt like it was, there was a disconnect and the industry wasn't partnered together. So we, at that point felt more like competitors of each other but yeah. since since the like wave back of WUMFA and um, we've seen more people that have been getting involved in the association and the more we do that the more we've been we've noticed that the barriers 
have been broken down between the competition, so to speak. So we become more of our peers and our industry friends and working together for the ultimate goal. I know the gray stars of the area. I know the Avenue Fives and the FPI. And they're, while we compete for the same residents, we don't think of it that way. And so once I believe is the main reason behind bringing that wall down between each other and yeah. allowing us to work together to provide housing. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. Once you're in this industry, you realize too that so many people are just like shifting between companies because properties go up for sale and there's just always this shift happening of ownership or property management companies or not as much when you're the owner operator in your case, but like third party management and things like that. That's always like yeah. Shifting. Well, I, yeah. There's a lot of poaching of people and, yes. and I wouldn't like to think of it as, as poaching, but just helping people find the right spot for them. Each company is going to operate differently. So totally. somebody may come for, for, to for Rockwood property management and they prefer working for a fee-based manager instead. Right. That doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that they're a bad fit or that we're a bad fit. It just means it wasn't the right fit. No, that's a good point because yeah, they operate differently. Like you have a lot of variety on the third party side. If you don't like this particular ownership style, you can move to a new community. Maybe it's, or you like lease ups or whatever. Yeah, it is different. Not to say you don't have lease ups because once you have a new community, obviously you need to deal with that. So because of your involvement, you've been become yourself more known locally, networking and things like that, being recognized for different awards and things like that. To yourself, what do you think the your own benefit has been in Spokane locally and like, how would you say others could also benefit? So as as far as my own involvement goes, I um, have just enjoyed being able to network with people. And so even when I was on site, I, when I would do market surveys and I would call the properties down the street, I would be friendly with them and try to understand what was going on so that if we didn't have any one bedrooms available, we knew who to send people to. Um, and so we would always try to have that connection. But the association has honestly made a bigger difference with that of just being able to tie us all back together toward that same goal. And for years, since basically since, I don't know, the last four years or so, I have been an ambassador for the association. So just a, a fancy way of saying that I promote them and I speak to what I believe are the passions that and what the association brings to us. I don't think anybody needs to have a label to be able to do that, but just remember why we have the association and being able to speak to that. So if you're talking to a friend of yours and saying, I'm part of this association, it's been very successful, getting them involved in it, or, hey, I've got this maintenance appreciation event that's coming up, you should look into participating in it. That's the natural engagement and the natural conversation that should happen. But WUMFA has allowed us to bring that together so it happens organically as opposed to trying to force it to happen or saying, team members, you have to attend this event instead. Hey, manager, I want to attend this event. Yeah. And really sell the like the benefit to yourself. You're getting exposed to potential furthering your education and development, which is a thing we'll talk about. But not only that, like you said, getting to know other people because you just don't know what's going to happen. You don't know when or if your property might just sell all of a sudden or 
whatever it is. And unfortunately, sometimes it's not a good fit. The new owner may or may not keep that company. And no, being known by people is a good thing <laughs> for good reasons, right? Being known <laughs> for good reasons, not bad right. reasons. But at the end of the day, uh, a lot of people frame it this way. You're in control of your own quote unquote brand as a person and how people see you in this industry, like your professionalism, your work ethic, your presentation to others. Like it's all very important. And the more you put yourself out in a way that's authentic and, and shows something, then you're going to attract the people that like jive with the way you are. And there's nothing wrong with asking, how do you do this? How is there something different that you do? Or what are you seeing? What are trends that you're seeing? I, aside from one friend, the local association, I also participate in a Facebook group. And my good friend, Leah, is a perfect mm -hmm. example of the connections that I've made. On a national level, being part of this Facebook group, I can see what's happening in other areas. And legislation might be a little bit different in Washington State and the city of Spokane and, and locally. But I can see the trends that are starting to happen and how people are working through some of their challenges uh, that I'm then I feel comfortable enough going to my peers in the industry, whether they're local through the association, through the city, city council meetings, or by going to this Facebook group and saying, how do you feel about this? How do you do this? And then being able to use that of how can we change things? How can we continue to improve? And it helps us improve and it also helps our region improve. So it doesn't just have to be locally that we're getting ideas, but branching out as far as possible. Because there are so many of us in this industry that we can learn from each other. Absolutely. And we actually stream to that very Facebook group that you're talking about. So hello, official apartment management and maintenance support group, everybody that's watching over there. I want to point out something about yourself that I think is pretty cool because now we're a tech company. We're trying to sell our software to people and you're somebody that has reached out and gotten demos and things like that in the past. But to my knowledge, you're not currently a, a user of our product yet. And that's yet. okay. Yet. Yet. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll embrace that. So at the end of the day, you're still somebody that when you see somebody that has a need that matches what we provide, you're like, Hey, check okay. this out and you're yeah. not even using it which i super appreciate but i think is also valuable to people because there's so many challenges in the industry and not everybody's met with the same challenge right like they maybe they don't have an overarching parking issue or whatever right. but um they heard about the solution and they're like you know what this is really i heard about this and i think this could help you and you've done that on a couple occasions on our behalf which i super appreciate just want you to know and I just think it's great example of doing that regardless of it benefiting you. Like right. you're not like a paid ambassador or something of ours, although maybe you should be if there's no <laughs> conflict of interest, obviously. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I really do appreciate that. And I think it's, it is a good example of helping others out in the midst of those Facebook groups and on LinkedIn and things like that. And I always think about if I'm faced with something new, and that's actually how we ended up connecting with Leah, is we were building and we started building a student housing community, which is mm. totally new for our portfolio. And yeah. we knew nothing about student housing. And so I went out there and I just nervously posted out there, who knows about student housing? Who can educate me on student housing? Leah. And so I had, I had a great conversation with Leah and then we worked together and, and I consider Leah to be a great friend of mine. So I've gotten to know her personally, although we've never met 
it's so interesting that we've never met after all these years, but just by having that one conversation and looking to somebody who is a subject matter expert in that area, that was one way for me to learn. So I always feel like paying it forward in that respect of, do I know something about some type of service and in this case community boss yeah check them out i don't use them but i've heard such great things i've done demos i can tell you what i do know and then it's up to you to take it from there yeah absolutely and now that i know man you i didn't realize how like broad your guys's different types of communities you have student conventional you have master plan communities i really am interested in learning more about master plan communities and how our solution might be good for that because we don't yeah. we're not broadly used in that specific niche right. but we do play in the HOA and the apartments and but I think our map and stuff could be really interesting way to bring the community together is yeah that, I guess my that's where my brain goes anyway so our note to self follow up after this <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely all right all right perfect all right we can move on from that we've established that that's great no just kidding so when it comes to budget though Moving on, because I think we, we've nailed the Woomfa thing. If you have any questions, though, and you're on the east side or in the state of Washington, Amanda is an advocate of the association. And so I'm, I'm not officially, but I definitely help people navigate the association from the supplier side, especially. But she would love to talk to you about getting involved. All right. So let's dive into budgets. Now, oh, it's, it's funny that you, and this is hilarious to me, because how many people in the industry are like, budgets? Woo! <laughs> Amanda, she's your girl. She will help you out. And today, hopefully we bring some context and some tips and maybe some like easing of the mind when, especially if you're new to the industry and somebody's saying, oh, it's budget season. What is the point of a budget? I think we get almost put too much weight on a budget. Like yeah. it's because at the end of the day, what is it? It's It's a guide. It's a guide. It's a roadmap. And I would say that our properties are a little bit more hands-on than you would typically see. So our managers normally will go through and they will they can take a deep dive into their budgets in creating their next year's budgets and make some assumptions and start to reach out and get increases from vendors and that kind of stuff. And then we review them together until we get through, I don't know, five, five review processes. And then we approve them and roll them out and then we go from there. But at the end of the day, if you if you need to operate your business, you need to operate your business. And yeah. if you have if you've budgeted for, say, turnover supplies, assuming that you're going to have four people, four units move out in April, but you're faced with 12. Guess what? You're going to blow your budget when it comes to turnover supplies, because now you need to make ready those 12 units when you only plan for four. So right. it is just a guide. Things are going to happen, but it helps keep you somewhat on a path of knowing what to expect. And you can use things like your technology to help you in managing that. For example, your occupancy. We have a revenue management system that helps us with our lease expirations. And we place caps in our lease expirations to say, we really only want to have four people expire in April. So help us do that. So help us convince people to move in and stay for five months so that they expire in May versus April. So there are ways that you can help use your budget to your advantage or use technology to support your budgets, but your property still needs to operate. So it truly right. is a guide. And one of the things that we've seen is 
educate your team. So when the managers receive their budgets, not just hoarding that information and keeping it to themselves, but bring your team in on it. If you, if one of your budget line items is for activities and you're just saying, I'm going to spend $30,000 on activities, ask your leasing staff or your social media person or whoever's doing your activities, your activity planner, ask them to map out what they would like to see and explain the why behind what you're doing, because it all comes down to why. Do you have a property that has had little engagement, so you need to find new activities that are going to draw them out of their apartments and participate in events. You might be doubling or tripling your activity budget because you're trying to draw them in. So you have a purpose, you have a why behind what you're doing. So it is a guide, but it also is a guide that every single person can be directly involved in. And ultimately, our goal for most properties is to have a profit, is to have a return on an investment. So that is the idea of what the goal is of a budget. And so you're watching those types of things. Is there ancillary income that you can do that can offset rent? Are there new technology that can make your property more efficient so that your return on that investment is getting better? You're growing that return, but you're doing it with the benefit of not just the owners and the, the investors, but also the residents because residents want resident portals and residents want to be able to engage with others in the community. And you're that conduit of information between those two parties. And so it can be a win, but it's also about bringing together your entire team to understand what their portion of it is, making sure that when a leasing agent is touring an apartment, when they leave, are they turning the lights off in the apartment or are they just letting the electricity just continue to accrue because it's just sitting on. So everybody on a team plays an important role in their budgets. Absolutely. And I like that you brought up the fact that things happen. You have unforeseen things like, for instance, you could be a lease up, you're adding people to your community and you discover, oh, the way this community was designed, whether it's our parking lot or whatever, we have a just, I'm noticing there's going to be a problem and we're not even 100% occupied yet. So are you going to wait till it's just out of hand? <laughs> when we, I'll tell you, this is one of my tangents that I get off on. We, we had a 55 plus community that was also new to our portfolio. So before the student housing, we had a, a lease up of a 55 plus community, totally new to the portfolio. We had talked to others in the industry. We have demographic that properties that have a natural older demographic, but so we thought it would be as simple as that. We naturally have properties that have an older demographic. So easy peasy, we're going to lease it up in no time. It's going to be simple. And three months later, we're going to be fully occupied. That's not the case. So it took us two years to lease up our 55 plus community. And we had wow. to we had to take ourselves out of the box. We had to try new advertising sources. We did direct mailers. We participated in active living events. And we tried all different things. And But we had to shift that mindset because things happen because right. you don't know until you're in the you're in the trenches and you know what's going on and then you say well, that didn't work as we planned or that wasn't as simple as we thought it would be so it was a shifting of the mindset to understand that you can't just you can't just copy and paste a budget and say here you go there right. you go copy and paste what you've been doing here to over here it doesn't necessarily work so was there anything in particular that ended up working in that process of learning for that particular type of community? 
that is the only property that we have and or we had and we continue to have advertising in newspapers that we okay. continue to emphasize on social media that we have to do direct mailers that we have to do electronic electronic boards billboards we try a variety of things so their advertising sources are way different than mm. our conventional or student housing communities which are half a mile apart from each other it's so interesting that makes a lot of sense because yeah there are some hip older folks that are on the so internet and stuff yeah but then there's a lot there's some that are just like no thanks they read the newspaper and that's it yeah, yeah. totally yeah my parents are on that like border they do yeah. engage with facebook but that's like the extent right yeah other than that it's they're they still watch the news who does that stuff like that streaming isn't as big a deal for them and or it is there's yeah. oh yeah, yeah. either all in or nothing at all <laughs> exactly there's a like level of fear and education that you have yeah. to do on some of this stuff and so totally marketing i can see that you have to think about that it's okay we can't just do it the way we would do for a student or just somebody between the ages of 20 something and 50 or 45 the way they engage with this is going to be different so yeah, that's interesting. So outside of that budget specific things, do you think that people get hung up on, oh, this is what I set and yes. therefore I cannot deviate? Yes. I once had somebody tell me, I can't buy those light bulbs because I don't have it in my budget. And they said, you can't let residents live in the dark. So you're going to have to go outside of your budget. So it's okay. It's okay right. to your budget. I don't know if it's, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to make some people upset when I say this, but if it's the accountants that instill the fear, cause they're, mm. they're numbers people, um, but people get so hung up on that number that the live all be all tell all. And tied to that so often tied to your budget is bonus, right? Yeah. A lot of times. So we, and that's, and that is how our bonus structure is set. It's based off of net operating income. And so. Yes, you want to achieve those. Yes, you want to work together as a team to make sure that you're meeting your financial goals and exceeding those. But ultimately, it comes down to operating the business. So things are going to happen that are outside your control. Right. You can't not operate your business and you can't. It's ultimately not your money. So mm -hmm. you want to think of it like it is your money so that you're being fiscally responsible and that you're doing what you can. You're cutting expenses. You're trying to find ancillary income. You're doing your collection calls, that kind of stuff that you can control. Right. Outside of that, you can't control if you have a snowfall in October and you didn't budget to have snowfall removal in October. It's unfortunate, but it happens. It's the right. reality. Totally. 100%. Yeah. I think it's so funny that we would, like, we always see these pictures of jerry-rigged fixes where somebody i saw one what yesterday where somebody stuck a bucket under a pipe that was leaking and they attached it and instead of fixing the leak they just put a bucket under the leak and then shut the like fixed the drywall i guess the ceiling and then moved along and then somebody like a real person recently maybe it started leaking again they go up into the ceiling and they see this bucket you know, I joke that there's nothing you can't fix with a duct tape and a hammer is all you, you basically need. But I joke that don't just use duct tape. Right. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't work like that. It works until it doesn't work. Exactly. Until the next person comes along and says, 
what have you? Exactly. It's crazy the types of fixes sometimes that happen because <laughs> I think you're right 100% like, oh, it wasn't in the budget, so I got to just figure it yeah. out. That means your property manager doesn't get it because that's not good for the investment. It's just- long- and honestly, that's where the communication has to be between the property manager and the maintenance team or the property manager and the leasing team to say, hey, I've got this leak that's happening or I'm seeing a bunch of faucets that are failing because that's just communication. Right. That is just like we're seeing because we have this faulty faucet that is starting to break down and we're seeing this happen. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's good communication right? because then you're working together to try to solve it. Do you have somebody that is a subject matter expert on faucets that can come in and look at it and say, oh, it's just this one part that you need to fix rather than replacing it. That gives you an opportunity to seek a solution. And learn how to sell yourself. Like we may go over budget this year in this specific space, but that's because we wanted to make sure that the property was maintained to the level it needed to be. And there was unforeseen things happening like leaks or whatever. And in order to make this a valuable asset to sell in the future, we have to make sure that this is not falling apart. (laughs) Right. And how would you put yourself in there in the resident shoes? How would you feel if you were living on site and you had this faucet that was just breaking over and over again? You know, you wouldn't want that. So why would you put your residence through? Absolutely. When it could be solved. So moral of the story is your budget is a guide. You want to stay close to it, but sometimes you just have to fix the thing. Yep, exactly. That is a perfect way to sum it up. (laughs) You got to make sure the property doesn't fall to pieces. Because, yeah, then you have people move because they're like, this place is terrible. I'm And your reputation goes down with it. And yeah, yeah. they don't fix anything and it's falling apart. Nobody wants to live in that. Somebody, there was a property that I would go by quite frequently and like somebody bought it and they painted it and made the clubhouse look good but it was like sticking lipstick on a pig right like it was falling apart it was just not a good situation and they sold it they hid the issues and then the new owner ended up on the news because there was a mold issue and all this stuff happening and and, and it's just, like, yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> but it's beyond being, it's beyond being smart about your property and taking care of your property. It's about being a good person, right? Yeah. I, I could not live with myself if I was in that scenario and knew there's an underlying problem here because these are, you, it does not get more intimate than this, these people's homes. Right. It is their homes. And so that's a, a perfect example of, it's not in our budget, but we need to take care of it. It's the right thing to do. Yes. And I think your residents reward you by sticking around. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) They're like, oh, these people are on top of this property and they actually make it a place I want to live. Perfect. I'll stay here longer. (laughs) Great. Thank you. Is there anything else you wanted to cover on the budget topic? No, because I could literally go on for (laughs) hours when it comes to budgets. I love them. So if anybody ever gets bored and wants to talk about budgets or they're not bored and they're excited and they want to talk about budgets even better. Because you want to bring down their excitement levels. (laughs) There you go. Perfect. It sounds like you need to get to you need to become a facilitator and do classes for Woomfa. That's a great idea. Yes. Yes. That's next on my list. There you go. 
All right, I'll talk to Sloan about that. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, and then perfect segue, continued education. So we need to get educated about budgets, but so much more. So for yourself and others, how do you approach continued education? There's always something to learn. And I wouldn't even, I wouldn't think of it as like overwhelming. You have to do this. You're not going to engineering school, right? You're not going to an eight year, eight year school, or you're not putting yourself through hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt to focus on property management. Most of us fell into property management and whether through a college experience and looking for that business opportunity or just happening like me to fall into the industry, there are always ways that you can learn. And it's regardless of what position you're in. So for example, a groundskeeper, a groundskeeper can go and they can take courses. And I know Grace Hill has them. I know that Interplay Learning has them on curb appeal. And how can I look at my curb appeal? Because that person's going to have a different mindset is going to drive on and say, these flags look like they could be replaced. Or this sign looks like it's a little bit run down. They can take that opportunity to go and look for ways to learn more about curb appeal and new things that they can try. So that's something that's very small. Um, you can, through the National Apartment Association, there are classes and certifications that you can get. The Certified Apartment Leasing Professional for everybody who's a leasing rock star. There's the Certified Apartment Maintenance Technician. There's the Certified Apartment Manager Certification. And then there's the Certified Apartment Portfolio Supervisor. So there are so many opportunities for these certifications that, that they're with you for a while. You have to do continued education with them. But this industry is always changing and there is always something new to learn. Like I mentioned earlier, reaching out to your peers and saying, what do you do for trash management? And then that gives you an opportunity to go learn more about trash management. It's education. You're continuing to educate yourself or getting involved in legislation and understanding government affairs. There are so many opportunities to learn from one another that it doesn't have to necessarily be like you're going through a coursework, you're going through an actual program of classes. It can literally be as simple as I've never done a, I don't know, a water heater replacement. Will you teach me how to do a water heater replacement? You're learning from your peers. It doesn't have to be just at your portfolio. HD Supply will come in and they will do classes on appliance repairs. Lowe's offers classes on appliance repairs, but there are all of those small techniques that you can, you can look for in educating yourself. And it's helping you grow personally. It's helping you grow professionally and you're becoming a bigger asset to the industry as a whole and not just hoarding that knowledge, but be the person that's going to say, Hey, have you ever worked on a water heater before? Oh, you have it. Why don't we go work on this unit together? And then you and I can look at it together and we can teach each other how to get through it. Aside from electrical work, we have to have electrician. That's <laughs> right. No, that's good. Yeah. I think sometimes people think, oh, I'll just figure it out, which you might, but you might as well take a class, get credit for it and a credential that shows that you're certified versus, oh, I just got this knowledge from YouTube. Yeah, make yourself a bigger ass. This is you. This is what you're learning and you can take it with you wherever you go. That's the one thing about apartment management is there are apartments all over the world. So no matter where you go, there is likely an opportunity for you to find something. And so the more you can continue to push yourself to grow and learn and get educated and educate others, 
the bigger benefit it is going to be to you down the road. Absolutely. And you'll get more of a picture of those opportunities by going to these classes, learning from other people, getting exposure to new companies, getting exposure to new positions. Because if all you know is leasing and you're like, eh, I like it, maybe there's another role that you would like even more. And then you could be working towards that. One of my favorite stories about growth was we had a maintenance technician at one of our properties who came in and after about six months, I learned that person had a degree in web design. And I was like, that's totally polar opposites of being out there working on a refrigerator versus designing a website for refrigerators. And then they had an interest in, they said, I want to grow and I want to learn. They moved into a leasing role and then they became a manager and they became one of our most successful managers that we had. And we had no idea at the beginning that they, their knowledge, even though they had a construction background, that they had such a passion for business. And they took it upon themselves to say, I'm going to listen to the leasing agents. I'm going to hear how things go. I'm going to learn the budgets. I'm going to learn this process. And now they've got 10 years experience under their belt at managing properties. And that's a pretty cool success story. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And that is something that I would recommend to any and all people is to get to know people. Because just because you hired them and they presented themselves as wanting a job that is X, Y, Z, in most cases, people have a background that you didn't learn about. And what else could they be like contributing positively to your company? What could they be working towards because they have this background that actually would fit really well in this other job? So I'm always like curious about people and, oh yeah, what other jobs have you had? Oh, what's that school that you took? Did you like that? Just get inquisitive because just because you hired somebody to do this doesn't mean they got to stay there forever. Like, And we're a people industry. We learn things about our prospects when they come in the door. Why wouldn't we learn the same things about our employees and our team members? It's the same thought process. Right. And so Libby, I'm assuming she works for your same company, right? Yes. Libby is, Libby oversees our student housing community. Okay. So she said she's in Cheney and she just mentioned that, and you mentioned a little bit, it's just that you have your own story when it comes to how you got started in the industry. And maybe that's a good way to like showcase education and moving up in a company. So go ahead and share that. I, I think that would be great. So I started... Almost 14 years ago, I was a lodge monitor, again, helping residents after hours with like package pickups, movie rentals, that kind of stuff. And a colleague of mine who is actually a very dear friend who works for Graystar locally, so she's a a regional as well, she said, I think you would be great as a leasing consultant. And so she sat down with me. She did mock tours with me. She practiced with me. We did lease signings together. And then she actually ended up going to our manager at the time and saying, I think that Amanda should be the leasing consultant. So I'm going to step down. So she actually stepped down and let me take this position, which was how many people really just say, I'm going to give up my job for this other person. And she did. (laughs) And so I started leasing and then I started managing a couple of, of properties. And then I had the opportunity to oversee one of our lease ups, the 55 plus community. And then I was overseeing operations for our entire multifamily. And then just, I don't know, almost three years ago, took over the whole multifamily division. 
So I'm the regional, we have one region, so it makes it pretty easy. But that was my ability to take each one of those steps and say, what do I learn more? What can I learn more? What can I do more? And I'm glad that you mentioned Libby because Libby is very much in that same mindset. And I've seen so much growth out of Libby and it's her personal drive to want to learn more. She's not afraid to ask the question. She's not afraid to say, will you teach me? And that is a perfect opportunity because if somebody came to me and said, will you teach me? My answer is, yes, let's block out the next 10 hours and sit together and let's sit and talk. Let's sit and talk budgets. Just kidding. Yeah. No, but that's great. And it just goes to show if you show that if you are starting to do something and you are like, I'm getting exposure to this new industry. It's interesting. I'd like to know more about it. Then show your interest. Right. And do whatever you're doing well. And then the people above you will see that and they'll wonder, what should we do with you? Like, what, right. where should we go? It, be, it does have to be authentic. You know, you sure. don't say, I, I once helped out with maintenance to help out with maintenance and say <laughs> that I could turn a unit. I can't turn a unit. I was told I am horrible at painting and I broke too many outlets as I was trying to put them back on. So I'll never <laughs> do maintenance again. I don't pretend that I want to ever do maintenance because I'm horrible at it. So it has to be an authentic drive to want to, (laughs) that you're passionate about doing. This is true. Amanda, I appreciate you taking the time to joining me today and representing the East Side, being the first and hopefully more. Maybe Libby, that's you representing student housing. We'll get you on the list. But I do super appreciate you coming on, bringing some enthusiasm and tips when it comes to things like budgeting, because I know that is just an avoided hated topic for a lot of people in the industry, but I think your perspective is good. And I think a lot of us could learn from that so that we don't get so hung up. Cause I know like when we approach communities about even using our software and it's budget related, it's usually, Oh, it's not in the budget. Yeah. Mike. Right. All you do is say, I'm sorry, this is an out of budget expense. Can we add it? There's value. Yeah, totally. I mean, we can totally bring value with paid parking and things like that. So totally. (laughs) Thanks again for joining me. And I just want to say that people that are watching, such as Libby and Jerry, he just jumped in. Leah Love was a guest. In fact, she was probably guest number six, I think, on Boss Talks. But she has been a great supporter of the show, gotten more people when it comes to getting on the show. Like she has told so many people about it and encourage them to be on. And so just like Amanda has and Leah has and Jerry, who just jumped on, he's going to be and Libby, you're next. Don't worry. We'll get you on. I truly love talking to a wide spectrum of people and learning from where they are in their role and place right now. And regardless of age or title, I want to elevate you and learn from you. So Thanks for being on, Amanda, today, and we'll see you guys next week when we do more Boss Talks. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Boss Talks podcast. If you would like to be a guest on the show, please reach out via email at info at communityboss.com. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to like, share, and follow us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also watch the podcast live every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Community Boss LinkedIn or Facebook pages. Until next time, manage like a boss.